Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon and good evening, my fellow Liberty lovers, wherever and whenever you're tuning in from. This is Tuesday, November 21st, 2023, and this is episode 20 of the Living with Freedom show. And I'm Amber S., bringing to you a vision of what living a life of freedom can look like physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and in everyday life. This show is brought to you by Living with Freedom Ministries, a Incorporated private church and ministry where I help people discover and explore, or I should say discover and fulfill their God-given purpose, specifically through the creation of their own private ministry. And if you've been enjoying the Living with Freedom show or really any of the Living with Freedom ministries, uh, ministry activities, please consider a donation through PayPal using the ministries Living with Freedom at protonmail.com email. Your support helps keep this ministry's mission alive. And I do want to let you guys know that I made an oops. It looks like I only have 12 minutes left on this. So I am going to go in and see if I can edit the length of this show while I'm in the show. I don't know if that's possible. So I might have to sort of make like a part two. (laughs) And, uh, so we'll see what I'm allowed to do and not allowed to do. What I might have to do is create a second um, episode, and I guess we will explore, discover, and play with what we have. Um, so if it sounds like I'm rambling, it's because I am. <laughs> I am catching up on what I'm supposed to do. I accidentally... Um, clicked the wrong duration for the show and so we're just being creative problem solvers today all right living with freedom here we go freedom i'm creating a part two so if we get cut off that is why and i will be right back enjoying all right here we go create think we're good to go (laughs) it's something every time it sure feels like it I tell ya but you know what every time we learn something new and sometimes honestly sometimes I learn to be more proactive and um, double check my work and that is my lesson for the day All right. Well, in the remaining 10 minutes of this particular portion of today's episode, I want to touch on the holiday of the day, which today I'm choosing the holiday National Entrepreneur Day. And on nationaltoday.com, it said that Irish-French economist Richard Cantillon considered entrepreneurs to be risk bearers who earn profit. And to a very large extent, this rings very true. 
but I want to take this concept of risk-bearing a different direction. You see, entrepreneurs are the ones sticking their neck out for something they, dare I say, believe in. And if you really think about it, an entrepreneur has the utmost level of faith because they believe enough in what their endeavor is that they're willing to go as far as quitting their jobs, going into debt, risking losing family and friends, um, risking their reputation for something as outrageous as something like a personal computer. And I'm not sure who else knows this bit of history. Maybe I'm the only one in the dark because honestly, math, science, technology, they are not my passion or purpose in life at all. And that's okay. Anyways, though, for anyone who doesn't know, the people that believed in something as outrageous as the personal computer, back then known as the microcomputer, were none other than Steve Wozniak and Steve Jobs. Here's the kicker, though. Here's, like, the part that I didn't fully realize. Wozniak's idea for this microcomputer was legit rejected by Hewlett-Packard, which is where he worked at the time. Can you imagine being Hewlett-Packard back in the day when their microcomputer took off and became popular and famous and changed the world? They probably kicked themselves pretty stinking hard. Um, over over that rejection. So <laughs> I think that's just pretty fascinating, pretty interesting. And by now, through living through listening to the Living with Freedom show, you probably know that I am all about the private domain and and ministry. So perhaps you're asking, why are you bringing this up, Amber? And maybe you're also wondering something like, I thought entrepreneurs were in business, the same business that's in the public domain. So what does this have to do with living with freedom in the private domain? Well, I'm glad you asked. (laughs) And honestly, I'm grateful if you did wonder that thought, because that tells me that you've been paying attention. And I I like people who pay attention. I don't like wasting my time, and I don't want to ever waste your guys' time. So when we look at this in the context of the fact that we have been lied to, misled, and downright indoctrinated with a manipulated version of reality for literal generations, it might be difficult to see the connection between Entrepreneur Day and this whole concept of living with freedom in the private domain. And leaving the workforce to start one's business or project is a literal leap of faith that many today cannot even fathom. Even 30, 40, 60 years ago, it was very difficult to fathom. And I might venture to assume that back then it was actually more, I don't want to say risky, but more of a risk in terms of their reputation and their friends and family. And here's why. We have been fed lies about this myth called job security for so long. But I sure hope 
than anyone who was 18 or older during the economic crash of 2008. I sure hope that we would know better, but honestly, the sad truth is far too many don't see it. They don't see that it's a farce and a lie and a scam to keep people being compliant workers. <laughs> Either that or they're so, so hooked on this idea of job hopping every two years to climb the corporate ladder that they just don't see the trap. And last night, this must have been divinely orchestrated how this whole last week or so has come to come to fruition because I haven't watched the God's Not Dead movies in several months. Like, I like to watch them every once in a while. I just really like the inspiring nature of them. And last night, I was inspired to watch them from the first one and see what I got through before bed. And unless you've been living under a rock and have not seen God's Not Dead yet, as soon as this show time is over, which I know this Part one is going to end in about five minutes, but at 3.30 Central Time, once our show is actually done, um, you know, I want you to <laughs> go online, subscribe to pureflix.com. I think it's .com, but pureflix, or as soon as you get home from work tonight, go subscribe to Pureflix and all three of the God's Not Dead movies are there. And anyways, this is just a tiny, tiny spoiler alert. It's not going to make or break experience for the whole movie. But in the first God's Not Dead, there's this elderly woman with dementia. And in a very, very brief moment of clarity, she explains that sometimes the devil gives us a really perfect feeling comfortable life because without struggles we may have zero reason to reach out to God and that it's really a trap a jail cell in disguise but sometimes by the time a person realizes that it was a trap it's too late their life is over so how exactly does this tie into everything you know, how does this tie into everything we've touched on so far? And here's how. We should have been teaching our kids from the get-go these truths. What truths? One, that taking risks is just going to be part of pursuing our purpose. Two, that pursuing our God-given purpose requires faith. And three, that having faith to pursue our God-given purpose, even with potential risks, means that it's our own personal private ministry and does not require permission from man. How do I deduct this? Because I'm sure this sounds like circular reasoning. Well, if you are a person of faith and have been studying your, studying your Bible, you'll know through the study of Colossians through um, you know Thessalonians you'll see that Paul's life is a true testament that living a life of faith does not mean living a cakewalk it's going to come with struggles and challenges and that God promises that those who are afflicted and experience troubles 
will be blessed, will be rewarded, you know, and and that's the part we need to hang on to. It's that delayed gratification. And in the world today of instant gratification, to delay gratification is so unheard of and it's so difficult to really be patient for. And that's what entrepreneurs seem to have, um, you know, a really solid understanding of. They understand that, or at least hopefully they do, (laughs) I guess I shouldn't assume, but smart entrepreneurs. Oh, it sounds like we only have about 90 seconds left on this portion, so I'm going to wrap this up quick. Smart entrepreneurs will know that Success may not come in the first month, in the first year, even in the first five years. I should have looked up the statistics, but I didn't even think about that, um, you know, prior now. But the number of small businesses that fail, those are very distracting, the countdowns. The number of small businesses that um you know, fail within the first year, within the first five years, and within the first 10 years is astronomical. So then the number of small businesses that actually succeed are very small because it takes the perseverance. So I'm going to wrap up this portion. I'm going to be back very soon. It might be a few minutes because of the way I have to select the time slot, but hopefully we'll be good. Hopefully we won't have much interruption. I'll see you in a few seconds. Hopefully. Hopefully. 